Coming up on this week's Planet Japan. Why the government wants to take away your salt. Why you shouldn't brag about being rich. And for God's sake, we're begging you, please don't tease cows. Stay tuned for episode 59, The Puzzling Case of the Plagiarizing Painter. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. Okay, this week's joke is a little bit different in that it's not exactly a joke. It's just more of a funny thing. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear it. Now, uh, as you may know, a lot of uh, laws on the books in the United States of America are kind of uh, antiquated, out of date. They never really bothered to take them off the books, so they're still technically illegal. And so you got a lot of these crazy, really, really strange laws on the books in uh, just about every state of the Union. So I thought I'd look up the, the crazy laws from my own home state of Colorado, and we would uh, share these with the, with the listeners. Okay. Because there's some wacky laws in my home state. Great. Yeah. Love it. For example, did you know that in Colorado Springs, which is my hometown, which is where I grew up as a child and pretty much changed the entire culture of the city while I was there. <laughs> Great town, by the way, in the, at the foot of Pikes Peak. Oh, it's very beautiful. Nice. I love Colorado Springs. Mm. Hello to anybody who's listening in Colorado Springs. If you're in Colorado Springs right now, shoot me an email. Let me know how things are going because I haven't been back there for years. Let me know if Pikes Peak is still there. Yeah, and also if this law is uh, still in use. Yeah, well, the law says that it's permissible. It's okay if you wear a holstered six-gun within the city limits except on Sunday, Election Day, or holidays. Wow, Yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. It's convenient. Yeah. Yeah, should you you ever need a six-gun? Sure. But, however, in Cripple Creek, up on Cripple Creek, she sends me if I spring a leak. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Cripple Creek's a nice little mountain town. It's very cool. It's a casino town now. Oh. You can go there and play in casinos. It's fun. But it's still illegal in Cripple Creek to bring your horse or pack mule above the ground floor of any building. Oh, well, that's a good thing they have that law. I bet that was a big problem. I think because the elevators just aren't big enough to, to hold more than a couple or two or three horses at a right. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they just said, forget it. No horses above the main floor. Right. The main floor is no problem. Bring that horse in the front door on the main floor. Uh, we're not going to arrest you. Try to put it in the elevator and go up. You're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. There you go. In Denver, uh, you may not drive a black car on Sundays. Why not? <laughs> that's a good question. We'll have to find out. But I don't know. There's probably some very reasonable explanation for that. Also, in Denver, it's unlawful to lend your vacuum cleaner to your next-door neighbor. Just don't do it. Wow. (laughs) You really cannot trust your neighbors in Denver. Have you ever borrowed your next-door neighbor's vacuum cleaner? No. Sugar, milk, I've borrowed, yeah, but never a vacuum cleaner. That's just out of bounds, I think. Yeah. It's, it's It's a very personal... Kind like, of thing. It's like borrowing your neighbor's sheets for or your their bed. Und- or their underwear. Yeah, you just don't do it. Right. No. Hmm. So that's that's why they made it a law. It's also a law in Denver that you uh, cannot, it's illegal to mistreat rats. Mistreat? So there's no research on rats there then? No, you just have to be nice to them because they're very nice, cute little animals. Oh. Yeah. So just be nice to them. Hmm. Don't poison them. Don't trap them. Just, you know, just uh, imagine they're your pets. That's the best thing to do. In Logan County, Colorado... It is illegal for a man to kiss a woman, 
Huh? While, she, while she's asleep. What about while she's mooing? If she's mooing, I think it's okay. Mm. And if she's awake, you know, it's probably okay to kiss a woman. But if she's sleeping and if mooing. If she's sleeping. No way. Yeah, because, hey, come on. Mm. You got to ask permission. You can't ask permission if somebody is sleeping. Oh, right. Yeah, it occurs to me uh, that Prince Charming and Sleeping Beauty would be in big trouble if they lived in Logan County. There would never even be a story That's if right. they lived there. In Pueblo, Colorado, it's illegal to let a dandelion grow within the city limits. No dandelions <laughs> in the city? No dandelions. Well, illegal not. to let it yeah, grow. The poor grow. dandelion. So if you see a dandelion, you're required by law to remove it from the ground and dispose of it properly. Like the Good Samaritan Law. I guess so. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You have to remove a dandelion if you see it. And finally, in Sterling, Colorado, cats may not run loose unless they have been fit with a special tail light. A tail light? What's a tail light? <laughs> a tail light. <laughs> so people can see your cat, I suppose. And maybe it has a turn signal on it, too. So the cat, if he has to turn left, he just flips on the signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a strange law. It's a crazy law. It's a wacky law. It is. Yeah. You know, all of this stuff comes from the internet, so this could all just be made up. It just occurred to me. <laughs> but we're going to pretend it's true because maybe it is. You never know. That's the fun thing about the internet. You never know whether something you're reading is true or not, so you just kind of have to go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. So if you're listening to Planet Japan on the internet right now, you just don't know what you can believe that we exactly. say. Exactly, because some of the stuff we say might not be entirely accurate. Some of it might not even be uh, funny. That's what I fear. We may be just amusing ourselves here. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's a distinct possibility. Well, there you go. That's this week's so-called joke. Okay, well, welcome, everyone. This is Planet Japan, of course, episode 59. Wow. Ooh, we're almost 60. Yeah, I'm Doug DeLong. I'm Amy Moo Chavez. And we'd like to welcome everyone aboard for yet another exciting adventure. So you, uh, you had your big doggy beach party. Yeah, we did last week. It was really fun. We had a lot of dogs show up, and we had 10 different kinds of dogs. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. And we even had, guess what? Hot dogs? No. <laughs> That's so mean. What? Hot dogs. It's a party. It's a beach party. Yeah, the dogs no. were hot, though. It was kind of a hot day. Exactly my point. Yeah, there were a bunch of hot dogs. That's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. And we also had a moo dog. A moo dog. A moo dog. A cow dog. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> what the hell is that? A dog that moves. Uh-huh. No, actually, uh, this woman, she knew that they were coming to the moo bar. Yeah. So she made her dog a moo outfit. Oh, how cute. It's so cute. You've got to check it out on my blog. Uh, it's painfully cute is what I would say. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the dog is modeling it. <laughs> it's at thedailymoo.blogspot.com. That's okay. moo with four O's. Four O's. I hear your uh, pupsicles were... Were not uh, the smash hit that you were hoping for. I was a little surprised that they didn't really go for the popsicles yeah. as much as, you know, we thought they would. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, but you was, live, you learn. It was a good day. All the dogs went swimming. Oh, nice. Yeah. and the None of them got washed out to sea? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and no one bit anyone. And that was what I was afraid uh, of, that some, you know, some dogs might get vicious. But there was one yeah. miniature schnauzer that really barked a lot. Other than that, that was the only misbehaving dog. And none of the uh, guests were biting anybody? Nope. That's good. Yeah, they said that they want to have it every year. Or oh, an, an annual event. Yeah, an annual dog beach party. Wow. Yeah, so if you want to come to the dog beach party next year, tell me now. Yeah. Get, get your dog entered now. Up. The World Cup is over now, finally. So people in Japan are getting ready, getting excited, getting psyched up for the big high school summer baseball tournament. That's right. It's called Koko Yaku, which is high school 
baseball. Right. And it's a, it's a huge event. High school baseball is really popular in Japan. People watch it the way we watch college sports at home. Yeah, exactly. But uh, this high school baseball tournament has a lot of interesting traditions. I think the most interesting one of which is the gathering of the dirt at the end of the game by the losing team. Is that right? That's right. They take part of the dirt from Koshien Stadium uh -huh. home with them. As a, like a memento, a reminder of the day they lost the big game. That's right. <laughs> Which is kind of nice, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So only, job. only one team then in the tournament doesn't get the dirt? The final winner doesn't take home the dirt? Or do they also take home the dirt? Well, apparently only the losing team yeah. does. Okay, so that means... If you're a winner, you're also a loser because you don't get the dirt. It's hardly fair. If you're going to win, you ought to get some dirt, damn it. Yeah, anyway, they put the dirt in like a bag or something. They take it home. And I'm a little concerned that after a number of years, uh, the stadium would begin to run out of dirt. You'd think so. Yeah, and you'd be playing in like a big uh, crater. Right. As a, in effect. Like a dust bowl. Like that. Yeah, but anyway, they've made a new movie about this. Well, actually, it's a documentary, and it was aired apparently on PBS this last July 4th. It brings up a lot of traditions about sports in Japan. And I think uh, we often see the Japanese participating in sports in the Olympics and in the World Cup, for example. And uh, we wonder why they have certain behavioral characteristics. For example, we've seen athletes who have not done so well. We've seen them apologize to their country. Mm -hmm. um, even the World Cup, all the players were crying on the field after, and that would seem to be a big focal point for the mm -hmm. Japanese media here. And it kind of explains all these things. Basically, the Japanese take their sports very, very seriously. And by that, we mean that when they like go and practice, they practice so hard that they actually, a lot of their like pitchers will develop like pitcher's arm mm -hmm. to the point where they can't even play anymore. Yeah. So before they even get to the, to the major leagues, they're already wasted. They're burned out. Right. Yeah. They have this really, really <clears throat> hardcore attitude to sports is that you, the more you practice, the better you get, mm -hmm. even if you don't. Yeah. And you constantly have to practice no days off, no excuses. Even if you're, you know, if you have to go to a funeral, you can't. You have to go and, <laughs> yeah, seriously, oh, really? you have to practice. Maybe they should just relax a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But high school baseball, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon here in Japan. And uh, a lot of people are really emotionally involved with it. Yeah, and these yeah. these games are aired on TV, and these mm -hmm. like high school kids are like you yeah. know major personalities already. And you get on a taxi cab, uh, the driver almost inevitably is is listening to the high school game on the radio. That's true too. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Speaking of funerals, I hear in uh, one part of Japan they're they're trying to get rid of the salt that's uh, that people are given at funerals. That's right. There's a, a tradition in Japan, and it's called kiyome shio. Kiyome shio. It means kiyome's purification, mm -hmm. and shio is salt. Right. And the tradition is, and if you've ever gone to a funeral in Japan, then you will have had this experience. When you go to the funeral, you take money, right, as a gift mm -hmm. to help the, the bereaved pay for the funeral and all the expenses involved. Then they always give you a gift back, just a small gift, like a hand towel or a handkerchief or something, and it comes in a box. And on the outside of that, tucked into the sleeve, will be a small packet of salt. Oh, yeah. You know, I got that when I went to the funeral. I got that little packet of salt. I put it on my uh, margarita. I thought it was for my margarita. Well, you're pure, purifying <laughs> your insides. I guess so. That yeah, wasn't but so wrong, maybe. I feel kind of silly now. Oh, well. You yeah. Know. yeah oh, okay. you know, silly guy, Gene. <laughs> it was good, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you do with this packet of salt, which actually looks like the packets of sugar 
ah. that you see right. in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, for your coffee or something, except that it's salt. And it's made for this specific purpose for funerals, right? Yeah. And before you walk into your house when you go home, you spread this salt around the door to purify it and to purify uh, yourself okay. when you walk into your home. So what's the problem with uh, why do people want to stop doing that? Well, they don't, actually. But there is this uh, town near Kyoto. Well, actually, it's in Kyoto Prefecture called Miyazu. And they said that they thought it was a meaningless custom. <laughs> and that they suggested to their citizens that uh-huh. it would be okay to abolish this custom. Ooh, that's pretty uh, revolutionary. And they brought up the point that actually this purification was somehow disrespectful to the deceased. Because it implies they weren't pure, I suppose. Yeah. And there that you they're, go. Yeah, dirty and have these, you know, spirits <laughs> and stuff. When in reality, the, the person who has died was probably the, the perfect person and never did anything bad in their whole life. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so anyway, this became an, a nationwide debate. Ah. Apparently, people are upset. And but yeah, people like doing it. This is a custom. They feel it's a religious right. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, right. R I T E. What is the and government the, doing, getting involved in this kind of trivial stuff anyway? Exactly. That's kind of weird. That's what they're saying. This is kind of the same idea with the sumo wrestlers, isn't it? They throw the salt around the sumo ring to purify the the ring. Well, yeah, um, salt's used for a lot of purification uh, mm-hmm. rites, and that's one of them in sumo. And the other thing is that you'll often see in Japan um, at very traditional Japanese restaurants, they'll have um, a small dish of salt out in front of the entranceway that they'll put uh-huh. out um, every <clears throat> night before they open, uh-huh. every evening. And um, that's to purify the area, make sure no evil comes inside. Really? So mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to put that on my, on my eggs? Uh, I guess that's very another, pure eggs. another faux pas on my part. I got to watch it. On the other hand, you know, at the Moo Bar, I always have the salt out for the margaritas. So mm-hmm. I guess that way, no evil spirits will come into the margaritas. There you go. Yeah. Sure. That'll work for it's me. It's been purified. Okay. Purified margaritas at the Moo Bar. Okay. So the point of that story is that, is that the government needs to keep their hands off the salt. Well, speaking of being impure, big scandal recently in Japan in the art world. Have you ever heard of Yoshihiko Wada? Uh, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're not a big art lover in Japan? Uh, Japanese art? Not yeah. especially, no. Okay, well, this guy was apparently a big shot, one of the uh, premier painters in the country, and he has recently been exposed as the technical term for it is bullshit artist, according to the Jose 7 magazine. They called him a bullshit artist for the, for the little sin of uh, copying somebody else's paintings and calling them his own. He didn't. Yeah, a plagiarist. Ooh. A plagiarizing painter. The yeah. worst kind. Oh, my God. He apparently copied a bunch of uh, paintings from a little-known 77-year-old Italian artist named Alberto Sughi. Now, Wada says that uh, he didn't plagiarize it, that he was working on a joint project with the Italian painter, and that it was all done with the Italian's approval. Uh, but the Italian painter says, uh, well, no. <laughs> he denies helping him. He says he did meet him, but he thought he was just a very enthusiastic fan and did not give him any kind of permission to to copy his paintings. Wada, on the other hand, says that he's he's not copying the paintings. He's just paying homage to the paintings. To the paintings or to the artist? I guess, yeah, to the artist. Paying homage. Mm. (laughs) The Italian painter says that Wada raced to his studio in Rome Last May, he got down on his knees and begged him to forgive his plagiarism. But Wada says, no, I didn't plagiarize it. Somebody's 
not telling the truth there. That's right. Yeah. And I suspect it's uh, the Japanese guy. Someone needs a little bit more salt on their margaritas. Indeed. Anyway, the, uh, the art world in Japan has come down, I guess, pretty heavy on this guy. And, and now, according to the magazine, there are even rumors floating around that he's been sexually harassing people. <gasps> he's a plagiarist and a sexual harasser. Ooh, the worst what a combination. Combo. Yeah. Mm. Indeed. Yeah, I guess this guy was such a big shot that back in 2002, he was awarded the uh, Seiji Togo Memorial Prize, which is one of Japan's biggest art awards. But just recently, he was stripped of a top education ministry prize that he was awarded uh, last year. So uh, he's, he's, it's a big fall from grace for poor Wadasan. I wonder how it will affect the prices of his paintings. <laughs> maybe it's just a big uh, publicity stunt. Mm. Yeah, maybe it'll actually help him somehow in some perverted way. Who knows? Anyway, gambate to the plagiarizing painter. Yeah, we'll be keeping him in our thoughts, perhaps. Moving right along. Moving right along. So there was quite a high-profile kidnapping recently. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it involved Yuko Ikeda's daughter, Kanako. Kanako. She's 21 years old. And very rich. Yeah, and her mother's very famous as a cosmetic surgeon. Mm -hmm. Guess what she does? Boob jobs? Boob jobs, she does. I knew that one. It was on Jeopardy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, she uh, does these breast enlargements, and Uh she claims she makes a million yen an hour. And well worth it, too. <laughs> because You'd Japan, have to ask the man about that. No, Japan has just—it's become a much, uh, a much more colorful place with a because everybody's got large boobies now. Everyone. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, she's been known to go on TV with her daughter mm-hmm. and boast about how much money she makes. One TV crew went with the two of them as they went to a Rolls Royce dealership and bought a Rolls Royce and paid for it in cash. Another time, on another TV show, they went into their house, and uh, she gave everyone a tour of her house, Mm -hmm. and boasted that she paid $320 in cash for her house. Indeed. That's a lot of yen. So they're going around bragging about how rich they are, and so uh, a couple of these goofy bad guys see it and go, hey, maybe we should kidnap her daughter. Well, that's exactly what happened. They saw the pair on TV flaunting their wealth, Mm -hmm. and they said, hey... You know, there's some quick money. This daughter's got to be at least worth at least, you know, 10 Rolls Royces, right? Uh Sure. So they did. They kidnapped her in broad daylight in Shibuya. So at first, uh, they demanded 300 million yen. Oh, that's about 3 million bucks. And they contacted Yuko, the mother, 14 times by cell phone. Mm -hmm. And during that period, the mother negotiated the ransom down from 300 million to 30 million. 30 million, about $300,000. Or two Rolls Royces. She's quite the negotiator. Isn't she, though? And she seemed to know exactly how much her daughter was worth. I guess so. You know, two Rolls Royces, I'm not paying anything more. She's like, three million bucks? Are you kidding? My daughter's not worth that much money. I'll give you 300,000 bucks for her. There you go. And they said, well, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, they did. Okay. And so then when they went to give the ransom money, of course, they had the police with them, and they uh-huh. just, you know, they wrapped this one up pretty easily, <laughs> yeah, this case, so. yeah. The kidnappers were not the, uh, the smartest guys in the, on the block, yeah. apparently. But I guess the, uh, the point of all this is that uh, the Japanese nowadays, it's kind of like n- new wealth, mm-hmm. is uh, different. Apparently, Japan has 16% of all the millionaires in the world. Mm-hmm. 16%. Yeah. That's but pretty impressive. It is. Yeah. But the Japanese have never been known to flaunt their wealth. Mm-hmm. But these days, they're starting to do it, 
and look what's happening. That's right. It's a backlash. If you got a lot of money, don't go around telling everybody. That's right. Crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I learned that a long time ago. Nobody knows that I'm one of the wealthiest men in the world. The millionaire next door. I guess I just told everybody now, though. Oh, my God, I, I didn't really mean it. It was just a joke. Well, good luck to the former kidnappee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something she'll be able to tell her grandchildren about. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of family uh, dynamics, in Japan, uh, I have a lot of students who are married, and they, a lot of them don't seem to feel appreciated by their husbands. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, the women? Mm-hmm. Yeah, housewives or wives, mothers who, who just feel like they're, they're, uh, their husband takes them for granted and doesn't really appreciate them. But now there's a group that has that is set about to change all of that. And they've actually formed an association. Yeah. Wow. That association is called the Japan Aisaika Association. Aisaika means wife lovers. Well, that's nice. They are wife lovers. Wife lovers, not yeah. wife beaters, wife lovers. Wife lovers, yeah. They love their wives. What they've done is they've planned this uh, kind of elaborate event for uh, September 9th in Gunma Prefecture in the village of Sumagoi. Mm-hmm. And that's a very famous place because uh, legend has it that in the 4th century, the emperor was crying because his wife uh, had killed herself to soothe the god's wrath toward her husband, the emperor. And he just, you know, he felt really bad about it. So he was crying loudly for his wife after she died. And, and that's the story that goes along with that, with that area. Unfortunately... That whole area today is, is mostly cabbage patches. So all of these guys in this association are heading out to the cabbage patch, and they're going to they're gonna go through a ritual of screaming at the top of their lungs how much they love their wives. Wow. Yeah. In a cabbage patch. In a cabbage patch. I wonder if there'll be any dolls in the cabbage patch. So are the women, the wives, going to be there for this? No, no, no. No, no. Going to stay home and just open the windows so they can hear them? Uh, yeah, they'll probably open the windows a bit. But it's just the men gathering there. So anyway, this uh, Japan Aisaikai Association is made up of mostly middle-aged men who really love their wives. Most of the members are weekend farmers, and they formed the group back in uh, 2004. One of them is quoted as saying, I just wanted to tell as many people as possible about what a wonderful marriage I was enjoying. I wanted to be able to give courage to men who want to thank their wives but are too embarrassed to do so. Embarrassed? You know, it's embarrassing to say, to say thank you. Well, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, they've, um, they've decided to set aside January 31st as Love Your Wife Day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're only allowed to love her on that day? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I think maybe on that day you're supposed to love her a little more than on the other days. On that day, we want people to go home early from work and say thank you to their wives. No, wait. If you wanted to say thank you, you would only have to leave work like 30 seconds earlier. I suppose, yeah. Unless or, you really wanted to thank her in a big way, without words. There you go. Kind of a nonverbal expression of thanks. In which case that they should get a week off for a second yeah, honeymoon. At least. And as we know, it's important to raise the birth rate in this country. So that's something to, to maybe think about. Now, uh, this is related to something else they've decided to do called Mission Hurry Home. Mission Hurry Home encourages marriage men to knock off work early so they can go home and praise their partners. I like it, though. It has a military kind of uh, feel to it. Mission, hurry home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe George Bush should uh, adopt this name for Iraq. Mission, hurry home. Bring sure. the boys home. Well, I think that if they're going to have a day for this, it should be on Wednesday. Okay. Because Wednesday is hump day. Exactly. The natural tie-in. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's the story of the uh, Japan Aisaikai 
Association or the JAA, as it were. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually thinking about joining them this year, going there and proclaiming uh, the love for my wife. But you don't have a wife. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't actually have a wife. You can yeah. procl- proclaim your love for someone else's wife. That would get things stirred up in I the could Cabbage do that. Patch. I could proclaim my love for the, uh, the other guy's wife and see, see what that got me. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's definitely stirring up some trouble in the Cabbage Patch. Well, you know, I'm not sure, but speaking of Cabbage Patches, it could be time for Cowtails. I think it is. There you go. What's on the menu for this week? Well, this week's Cowtail. And, of course, real cow lovers will already know this. Mm -hmm. But uh, they've started the running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Oh, that thing. Five days ago. Yeah. One of the first casualties was an American guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a story about a cow getting revenge. Okay. They decided to put all these young cows into a pen or like a a paddock. Mm -hmm. And then they put humans in there to torment them. To torment them. Yep. And to tease them. To tease them, to taunt them. Yeah. To ridicule and, and make them feel silly and unneeded and unloved. So what did one little brave cow do? He, he just uh, gored the hell out of one of them. He did. Yeah. He gored the guy. And the guy's in critical condition in the hospital. Well, everybody knows you shouldn't tease a cow. I mean, this is a no-brainer, right? Yeah. You know? You shouldn't tease any animal with long, pointed things on their head. Yeah. It's, it's just common sense. What was the point in going in there and just teasing them? Oh, I just think to see if you could not get gored? Yeah, I think that they were just trying, their hubris was showing, you know? Uh, and they were trying to act tough and... Macho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, with these little cows. Uh-huh. Ha, but that little brave cow, I'm going to send out a big moo to him for standing up for his rights. He struck a blow for all cowdom. Yeah. Yeah. Go, little cow, go. And that's this week's cow tale. A sweet tale, a sweet story. Sweet revenge. (laughs) Sweet revenge. It's time for audio mnemonics. Yay! So what do you got for me? Okay, today's kanji is the kanji for... Write, to write, as in uh, to write a letter or to write something down. Okay. And it's, the pronunciation is kaku. Kaku, like in kaku doodle doo. Maybe. Okay. And uh, there is also another pronunciation of, of sho, but uh, for kaku is normally to write. When you write something down, you use a lot of combinations of lines, right? Sure. Well, imagine eight horizontal lines. Mm-hmm. And four vertical lines. I'm imagining them right now. It's a lot of lines. Yeah, it's 12 lines to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what writing is. It's all about all these lines, exactly. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the way we're going to write this kanji, first you make the five <laughs> okay. horizontal lines. Uh-huh. Right? One, two, three, four, five. Got it. Then you put one vertical line down the middle of those. Yep. And then another smaller vertical line to the right. Which uh-huh. encompasses only three of those lines. Got it. Horizontal lines. Yeah. And then all of that goes on top of... A chocolate cherry sundae. Exactly. There you go. How did you know? <laughs> it just goes on top of the sun. The sun. Uh-huh. Not the sunday, the sun. That's right. Yeah. The sun and sunday. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the sun is made, as you should know by now, if you're an audio mnemonics listener... Mm-hmm is that it's simply made by drawing a vertical rectangle and putting a line, a horizontal line through it in the middle. It looks delicious. Just looking at the kanji, it looks like it's probably good to eat. Well, it looks like a lot of writing. Mm -hmm. And that's this week's 
Audio Mnemonics Kanji. Well, it's that time again to announce two, not one, but two big winners of our Lucky 7 Number 5 contest. Are you ready? Lucky 7 Number 5? Or is it Lucky 5 Number 7? No, I think it's Lucky 7 Number 5. Oh, Lucky 7 Contest Number 5. Number 5. All right, let's hear it. The fifth Lucky 7 contest in a series, in a continuing series. Okay, that's better. Okay, here we go. The two winners are, we're going to give away two CDs from Sunny Combs and the Kitty Cat Rodeo. Our two winners are... (laughs) Catherine Donaldson and Ron Lazon. Okay, Ron, we're not sure how to say your last name. Lazon. Lazon. Maybe. Yeah, we're hoping we're close. Mm Mm-hmm. L-A-U-Z-O-N. It looks like a cool name. We're just not sure exactly <laughs> how, to how, to, how to say it. Yeah. Mm. But there you go. Catherine and Ron are our two winners. Congratulations. Omodeto gozaimasu. Okay. I would like to take this opportunity to beg people, please listen to my new podcast. No. It's called Cream of the Crop, and it starts uh, this Saturday, July 22nd, is episode number one. Oh, cool. Now you can uh, go to the website at creamofthecrop.cc, and you'll find all the information over there. It's a musical competition. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to introduce people to a lot of really great independent music that they may not have heard before. And uh, I think people will really enjoy it. Each week I'll feature three different artists and people can vote for their favorite and then we'll have weekly winners and the weekly winners will meet again until we finally have a grand champion, as it were. So can anyone enter their own music? Yeah, anybody can submit. uh, If you're a musical artist, please submit your music to the website. And if we decide to feature it, we'll be in touch and get everything set up. Also, we'd like to remind people if they get a chance, we would really appreciate it. They could go over to the website at planetjapan.org and cast a vote for this lovely podcast that that we do for free. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) And uh, because I think we haven't reminded people of that for a while, so our our numbers are kind of slacking off a bit. So... Oh, the voting The voting numbers, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. So uh, if people have time to do that, that would be great. If they could also go to Podcast Pickle and... And press the uh, Add to Favorites button. Mm -hmm. That will put them on a favorites list. I guess recently all of our favorites got deleted. Huh? Everybody's favorites got deleted. So everybody's starting all over again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we kind of have to ask people, please, uh, if you have a chance, go to podcastpickle.com. Do a search for Planet Japan. And then you can just click on the Add to Favorites button. And uh, that'll help us out over there. Yeah, and while you're, while you're at it, you should uh, send us a donation and buy a pass for the archives. And if you're, if you're coming in this direction, if you're coming to Japan, if you could pick up a loaf of bread and some milk at the, at the store for me on the way, that would be very helpful as well. Yeah. I think that's all we have to ask of our <laughs> listeners for this week. <laughs> I think, yeah, you guys don't have any, any, anything to do that's, you know, keeping you busy, do you? I'm sure you have time to really go out of your way mm-hmm. to help us really... Uh, become famous and, and rich that's right yeah yeah we need your support indeed well so we're gonna get out of here thanks everyone it's been fun we'll see you again of course next week so long Mom.